Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And, you know, we're in the new year, it's 2024, and oftentimes, you know, you got a new year, you got new goals that you want to set for yourself. Most of us, one of those goals is going to be to make more money. And one of the routes we sometimes choose to make more money are through side hustles. I've come across so many videos online with just the wildest side hustles where I'm like, did, did you really make money? Did you just make that up? Like, what, what's going on? And I'm sure all of you have seen that, maybe even tried some of them, and then you feel like, well, that was a waste of my time. So today I want to talk a little bit more about realistic side hustles, things that you can actually do that will actually bring in money. Some are easier than others, but we want options that will actually work for you and not make you feel like you just wasted a bunch of time and money on something else. And so to help me cover this topic, I'm very excited to have this guest on. She's never been on the podcast before, but I've been meaning to and finally got her to come on. Not that she was ignoring me. It was my fault. I should have reached out a long time ago. I'm joined by, <laughs> you like this introduction? I'm joined today by Melissa. She's the founder of Millennial In Debt. You've probably seen her all over Instagram, making just amazing content, entertaining, educational, all the boxes are checked. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I love that introduction. It was perfect. It made me <laughs> laugh. So that was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very grateful for your time and appreciate you coming on because I want to answer a question from a listener. That's what triggered this whole topic. This whole episode was this question I got in from Alondra and they wrote in, Hi, I wanted to know how can I build more income streams while dealing with student loans? And so I think a lot of people are in the position where you're paying off debt, whether it's credit cards, student loans, and you're like, I just need some more money coming in. This was me when I uh, earlier, I was just like pretty much 2012 to like 2014, 15, 16, somewhere in there. I was like, what can I do to make some more money? Because I got this credit card debt I need to pay off. And, and it can be hard to find the right thing that fits. So Melissa, I want to ask you for your advice on someone who's looking to bring in some extra money, looking for a good side hustle. What's an idea, something you've come across that they could try out to bring in some more money? I love this question. And whenever I talk about side hustles, I like to always tell people to lean into the tools and resources and strengths that they already have, right? Because the idea is you want to make money. You don't want to spend money trying to go figure something yeah. out. You want to use what you already know and what you're already good at. And so for me, I paid off $102,000 in student loan debt on a teacher mm. salary, and I really love that the side hustle that I chose to pursue was actually very much connected to my career. And that is I sold my lesson plans and unit plans. I was already spending 40 to 50 hours lesson planning and doing all the revisions and doing all these things to go and educate in the classroom. And I'm like, hey, there is a platform already out there where you can upload your, your lessons, upload your unit plans, upload your handouts, and you can price them fairly, of course, right? We're all teachers trying to help teachers here yeah. and other people would purchase them. And so- I was very guilty of trying to do every side hustle out there. I was dog walking. I was doing all these things, but it really <laughs> wasn't one worth the time, right? The value wasn't worth the time. And two, I was already doing all of these things. And so what I did was I just, you know, you remove your, your name, your school, all of these things and you make it a resource that can be used by anyone at any level, essentially, or edited for any level. That first year I made $10,000, which was- wow. Amazing. And I threw it right directly at student loans. And every year from there, so I was doing this from 2013 to 2018. And I would just upload if I got a new grade, if they're like, oh, you're going to teach 11th grade this year. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to be putting 11th grade resources on the platform. If I'm moving to ninth grade, whatever it was, I adapted it to what I would put into my, you know, my teacher store essentially was what it was called. And every year at the end of the year, I would take whatever I made on Teachers Pay Teachers and I would just 
throw it at the student loan and that's what helped me to to pay it off. So definitely lean into whatever your strengths are and whatever you're already doing. There's a side hustle that's going to align with that. The ones that get talked about all the time are like food delivery, they're like Uber Eats, or DoorDash, but I've done that. There's actually like Uber and Lyft for like driving people. There's a, like I said, TaskRabbit. There's ones where people walk dogs. So and there's a lot of them that are very much like you just pick a random task out there that somebody needs you to do. Yep. And you're like, fine, I guess I'll give it a shot. And then the pay can vary from horrible to kind of OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like the idea of leaning into your skills. You mentioned something else when we were talking before the we started recording here about for the writers out there, people who enjoy writing, there are some side hustle options out there for them. So maybe you're not a teacher, but maybe you like to write in other spaces. Exactly. All my English majors, I was an English major as well. I really like to lean into platforms that are going to pay for my writing. And that's going to be different types of writing, right? Some people are really good recipe writers. Some people are really good that they can do for online magazines. And you essentially pitch, right? Even if you don't know how to pitch, a lot of them will just be looking for contributions. And they're like, oh, we pay $50, you know, a a page or we pay the 0.1 cents per word, all of these different options. But it's just like, I like to write. I'm really good at writing. Let me see what's out there. If you know that you're good at writing poetry, if you know you're good at writing recipes, you know you're good at writing reviews, if you know you love to travel, there are magazines, there are all these digital areas online that are like, we need the content. We can't write it all. We need to pay someone who's really good at writing. And that could be you. And it doesn't mean you're going to do like the $2 surveys, which we were joking about earlier. (laughs) People are going to pay you for your time. So it's better that it's like $100, $200 as opposed to the $2 for the survey, which sometimes you don't even qualify for, right? I can't, yeah, I can't do the surveys. Yes. I just, I get so frustrated. I remember trying those and I was like, this is just, I, I feel like I just wasted all of my time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there like a preferred platform? I mean, some platforms out there for people who are thinking, okay, I I think I'm pretty good at writing and I like to give this a try. Is there a a method for kind of entering into that space and finding ways to get paid? So my favorite platform is LiveOps. And the reason I like LiveOps is it's essentially like, oh, this is virtual assisting, but it's not virtual assisting in the way where like, I'm just going to be someone's secretary or I'm just going to jump on and take whatever it is. It's specific things that they're looking for. So if you're really good at graphic design, if you're really good at writing historical fiction, whatever it is. And a lot of times it's not even just like a one-off. A lot of times it could be, oh, this is a 10-week contract. We need you to work for this amount of time and this will be the pay. The only downside about LiveOps is it's not available in every single state. I wish it was, but unfortunately it's not in every single state. Like right now it's not available in New York. So any of my New Yorkers listening, I apologize, but I definitely suggest if you are interested in that or you are a strong writer or you know you have really other great skills that could be monetizable in that way, in that virtual assistant manner, definitely absolutely check out LiveOps. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit more about LiveOps. Yeah. So this is not just for like the writers out there. It's a good place for writers to go to look for this work. But what other type of work can people find on there? I like LiveOps because you can do the typical virtual assistant where you're checking emails and keeping track of schedules and calendars if that's what they're looking for. But I like that you can go there if they're looking for graphic design, if they're looking for writing, if they're looking for project management, if they're looking all these things, which also are great resume builders, by the way, right? If you're looking to pivot into another career or, you know, start a bit, whatever it is, these are great ways where it's like the job market is a little hectic right now. So maybe I can try this particular avenue 
and try to do, you know, project management for this five-week project for, you know, whatever company is out there. And like, again, again, I said, it's reputable companies. There are companies that are, you know, Fortune 500 companies, companies that we know are established that are going to pay. That's another thing. I don't want to do any side hustles where I'm like, am I going to get paid? Or is this person going to run off with like my work or did I just waste my time? So absolutely, if you have a skill set, especially if it's a digital skill set, right? If you can create digital products, if you can do all these things for this company, that is going to not only build your resume, but build your, your side hustle fund, build that money into your pocket and also gain experience working for, you know, whatever company is that they're, that's hiring. That's a good point. Cause like when I did like food delivery, I'm not gonna put that on my resume. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna like DoorDash 2012 to 2013. I'm not putting that on there. Right. But something like this is like actual work experience that you could use and leverage. Are they expecting you to work like a regular nine to five schedule like that time? Or can you be like, well, I'll work on this after I get off of work for my real, my, my full-time day job. Good question. So it depends. It depends on what the ask is. And that's why I like layoffs because it's kind of like you're applying for a job. Well, you are applying for this, you know, this side hustle, but they will tell you if they have specific hours, if the hours are flexible. So it really does depend on what the opportunity is that you're looking at, but it has all these different variations of different options. So I like the flexibility and 99.999% of them are remote. And I love, I love remote work. So that's another like really good thing about this side hustle. Oh, thank you. I, I, all of this will be in the show notes because I didn't know about pretty much any of these before we talked about it. I love and live ops. I think it's so helpful. Like define some options that are, I think, a little more realistic, right? Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of a lot of pressure when you go online to be like, oh, I got to find all these like passive income jobs. I'm going to make all this money and do all these things. But it's like a lot of those either require a ton of work. Yeah. Or they're exaggerating how much they're telling you can make in these actual side hustles or gigs or whatever you want to call them. Yes. The point of side hustle, I always say, is to make money, right? <laughs> Not to spend. And you mentioned such an amazing thing with passive income and all the like false narratives that are online. I think it's very important that we set our expectations and understand that passive income is usually not passive in the beginning. Right. So, yes, yeah. I made ten thousand dollars a year and not a month because people were like, oh, my God, you made I'm like a year. It was for the yeah. year. <laughs> right. And I was still had to create those lesson plans and unit plans. And those were taking me 40 to 50 hours wow. to create the full unit. Right. Or to create the full lesson. So it's just like. I wasn't making money in my sleep yet. I had to, you know, lose sleep to make the the <laughs> materials because I would eventually essentially have to teach anyway. But you do want to set the expectation of if you are looking to make passive income or create these products that the initial, you know, steps in the beginning are going to take some time. It's going to take some time to build. Mm. Thank you for this. I really appreciate you giving these examples because these are ones I would never have known about any of these. I'm so happy we got to, uh, to share them with everyone listening. And if people listening want to learn more about what you do, come connect with you. I mean, you're always giving out great tips on not just side hustles, on just so many areas when it comes to our financial lives. Where should they go? How can they connect with you? Well, I am Millennial in Debt on every platform that exists. So whichever platform of your choosing, you will find me there. Um, I also just released a book. So this is why I'm broke. So if you like your content really just like in book form, it's also an audio book. Um, definitely can find more information there. There's a whole chapter on side hustles and what I did and all my dog walking days and how I pivoted into selling my my lesson plan. So that is where you can get really all the tea, all the information about me. All that will be in the show notes. You can go. Thank you. Give, give us a follow, grab a copy of her book and uh, just support her, her really great work that she's doing out there. And thank you so much for taking the time being on the show. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.